Rock and roll. Hey, welcome everyone to One Good Idea. Today, uh, I'm excited because I get to catch up with some friends of mine, um, and they are musical, they're artists, um, which I'm not, so they kind of are my inner desire to be a rock and roll star sometime in my life. Um, but Jackie and Brandon Gibbons are joining me today. They're actually in Texas, uh, outside of Dallas, correct guys? You're still down outside of Dallas? Yep. Yep. Um, so I, I want to introduce them, but I, I'm excited because it's an interesting, you know, one of the themes that we've been talking about over a lot of our, our um, podcasts that we've been doing is, is life journey and how, how our journey always seems to continue to grow and change and we adapt as we learn and grow and mature. And, and their journey is extremely excited. So I, I'm um, really excited to catch up with them and see what they're doing. I know that they, they have um, had a, a very busy four years um, and been all over the country touring, um, been on the big stage, the small stage. Um, I've had the fortunate um, encounter with them a couple times to see their their live performance, which is always fun. Um, but it's exciting that they're here today. So welcome, guys. Appreciate you guys taking some time. And just want to start, share a little about your story. Tell me what, what um, your background is and how you ended up getting um, to where you are today. Yeah, well, hi. First of all, thank you for having us, Dave. Yeah, it's good to see you. We're so excited. Um, so we obviously are a married couple, so we have two different backgrounds before we met. But very briefly, I uh, grew up in Arlington, Texas, and I uh, my parents threw me into singing, acting, and dancing lessons before I even knew how to walk or talk. And uh, I really followed that musical theater path m- most of my life, all the way through college and um Somewhere halfway into college, I started to get really curious about other performance outlets like songwriting and musicianship. And it took me a few more years to have the guts to transition into that and follow that path. But it ultimately did lead me to um, getting a job working for Carnival Cruise Lines as a singer in a top 40 cover band, which is where I got to meet my husband, Brandon, here. That's right. Now, Dave, I don't actually remember anything in life before I met Jackie. None of that was oh, really. Nice. Oh, that is uh, the perfect answer. Well done. Right, well thanks. done. Thank you. That was really good. Um, yes. No, so I, I uh, also started started music at a young age, um, played orchestra in, in middle school. Um, actually, I started in fourth grade through middle school. And then about eighth grade, I, I, I traded the violin in for a guitar. and Because of the ladies, right? Because of the ladies, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack those guitars. You know, My, my <laughs> right. mom wanted me to play piano, and I said, no, I'll play the guitar. Just just right. for the women. You're right. I agree with you. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, and I, I went to school for uh, jazz and popular music performance. Um, and then I actually moved to Seattle for a while to, to pursue that and – from there, I, I went out to cruise ships, uh, I guess it was about 2000, 2008, um, and so I, I did that for, for a number of years before I met Jackie out there. So. How, how long did you guys do that? Uh, together, we did it for two years. I was I did it for about five total, I think. Brandon was the music director uh, for all the musicians on board, so he had a, a upper management job, and uh, and he actually was very instrumental in training me to transition out of, like, all the musical theater things that I had learned, which very few of them actually translated to, you know, reading sheet music and being a front woman, front woman of a band. And uh, he really helped me kind of make that shift. And and then I realized that's where I really wanted to be for until I, you know, further notice. And so we uh, once we left that job, we moved back to Seattle where Brandon was for many years and wanted to go back to. And we really had intentions of 
starting uh, recreating the top 40 cover band that we had successfully been running. I say we. We. He was the boss, but I really felt like I was. I was well, you were the front. You were front, and that, that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, uh, we really wanted to recreate that same product and bring it to casinos and you know corporate and special event markets and such. And uh, we had a really hard time getting musicians to work with us in terms of wanting to rehearse for free, get this product really solid, create a a, a demo and content to follow it up, you know, to pitch it, and. Out of that frustration of just waiting for other people to say yes and sign on with us, we were like, "This, I mean, we're wasting time. Let's do something together by ourselves. And so we became, started off as an acoustic duo, mm -hmm. doing wine bars, restaurants, and really anything that would hire us. Um, and that's where we started to hone our craft as just the acoustic duo that we that we were at the time, as well as try our luck as songwriters. I think that we realized we wanted more creativity and we were very curious of what we could do in that world rather than just being in a cover band. And, uh, from there it just really took off and, um, I can, I could go on and on, but I don't want to. So where would you like to cut me off, Brandon? Oh, I mean, I was just going to see how far you went with it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let me ask you this because you're in a genre all to yourself of Americano is what you call it. Yeah. Um, you know, you went from top 40, which is one genre, to acoustic, which is another. Then you started writing. So, you know, how did, as an artist, I mean, I think it's, it's fascinating because again, I think all of us have these, you know, who are not musicians or artists have, you know, these deep desires to be those things. What, what was your favorite part? Was it doing somebody else's stuff? Was it the transition to, is the acoustic more your stuff? Um, writing your own songs and then performing and kind of what, what happened? Um, in that transition? Oh, wow. Um, well, I think when we started writing, we were definitely pulling on all of our different, different influences. You know, um, we, we had very different backgrounds and, and those all kind of came together. And our very first recording, which is, we call the deep cuts, it's buried in the basement. No one can hear them anymore. Um, <laughs> that we made in, in Seattle, it was very eclectic. I yeah. would say it was like every song was very different because we were just starting out. And um, trying to find that that voice of our our own, um, and of course drawing on all of those different influences. But I think to in how we landed with Americana, it was two parts. It's a very easy umbrella con like genre of music that allows for if if you play the guitar and your lyrics are meaningful and they're somewhat soulful or bluesy or rockin' or like there's just such a it's such an open category that it's an easy place to just sort of fit in when you don't want to fit into pop or rock, you know, one of the more kind of mainstream concepts of music. Mm -hmm. So that's how we landed there. Uh, I think for for me personally, the sound became that because my favorite artists were Bonnie Raitt, John Prine, Susan Tedeschi, you know, these bluesy, really deep, soulful female vocalists primarily. Right. And it was interesting because we started to develop that sound a little bit before we left Seattle. And I think it was a good friend of ours from Seattle that were like, you guys are like Southern soul. Yeah. And um, then we, we shortly after moved to Texas and that's where we, we wrote all the music for our, our first record for most, for the most part. And so it was kind of already going in that direction. And then of course, when we immersed ourselves in the music scene down here, we just um, leaned really into it. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that just kind of, Got us going. Do, do you think that was, I mean, obviously you, you, you went to Texas because of circumstances that were not music 
in, in that, but interesting how the journeys take you where you go. Um, and, and was it because of that background that you have, um, that, that, that music that it took off in Texas or was it just, you know, it, again, it's just what you are and that's how you, it, it became meaningful, which then obviously, you know, that's what connects with the audience. So, you know, how did that all come about? Do you think it was just because you were in Texas and that kind of expanded out? What, what, what do you think it was? Um, what's interesting is that we don't really feel like we're quote unquote country music at all. Um, but this Texas country scene really accepted us quickly. Uh, and it was a surprise. I mean, it was all, it, the question was always like, I don't know why they like us because we're not, we're not like them at all. Yeah. So I just don't actually know the answer. I've just, uh, we, for us, it's always been about like what feels right for us personally. And like the rest will just like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. We've never really tried to shape and mold around other people's ideas of what we're supposed to be. Hmm. That's just not who we are. Yeah. Right. Right. We were, like you said, we moved here for, for other reasons, but we really had no idea what to expect of the music scene here. Um, I mean, Jackie grew up here, but at the time, you know, she was she was not involved in that Texas music scene. And um, it, it's such an incredibly supportive environment. It's it's really unlike anything that we've, we've kind of seen anywhere else where, you know, immediately we got here, we started going uh, out to open mics and meeting people. And it was just people were so happy to help and give contacts and connect us with different venues and um and, and that was the thing I think that it really it, we were pleasantly surprised, but that's what it attracted us into that Texas country music scene was just the the community yeah. um, that there was there. So um, yeah. So you guys got there, um, uh, and and you 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 said okay, we're going to make this leap. We're we're going to we're going after what we we have dreamed about and wanted to do. So toot your own horn. What what happened? Because I think it you know I think to get the context of what what we're going to spend most of our time today on, I, I want them to understand where you came from. So you got there, you, you started to have success, you had your albums, you had some good songs that were coming, you were well. So toot your horn. This is your chance to to show off. Please show off. Well, uh, things really took off for us when we entered uh, a radio competition with 95.9 The Ranch, which is a Texas country uh, radio station. And it was like Battle of the Bands. And the first round, it was just me and Brandon on his acoustic guitar, and I had a tambourine. And we, it was like three artists were playing that night, and then they narrowed it down to one to go to the next round. And we got to go on to the next round. But we had spoken to one of the judges, who's a friend of ours now, uh, and he had said, listen, you guys are great, but, like, you're up against five, six, seven-piece male-fronted country bands. So, like, you're going to have to make more noise, or there's not really a way this is going to work for you guys. So, just my two cents. Good luck, you know. And we were like, okay. So, um, I... I got a kick drum. It was not the first. It wasn't my idea. I had, I had my brother. I had other people kind of pushing that idea for a while. And it was just like this was, you know, hearing it from somebody very valuable was like, oh, OK, OK, I'm going to do this thing. So I added this kick drum element. And then from there, Brandon added his like some pedals to beef up his guitar sound. And we just started to create more sound. And then skipping ahead, you know, from there, that launched not only our name in the scene, um, but it also launched this idea that we're going to become this duo that creates so much more sound than any duo you've ever heard. Kind of like the White Stripes. Um, the and, White Stripes. Yeah, but like, you know, the, the more kind of bluegrassy, yeah. Americana side um, of that world. And so 
I think just kind of having a, a unique niche to us is what really prompted our success. If I'm being honest, it just it was. It was and, really and it still talk. does. I mean, what's yeah. what's interesting? I think originally, like like you said, coming off the cruise ship, it was always our plan to eventually have a big band. And I think that that um, from that that person kind of putting that in our head at the beginning of that competition, like we've never stopped. We're still making adding instruments and adding more things that make us sound like more than. You know, yeah, I mean, so. Brandon somehow now plays the bass while plays guitar because he's just fancy like that. You know. And I play a full <laughs> drum kit. I still stand up, which just <laughs> makes it aesthetically interesting to watch. It's just not a lot of female drummers also singing and standing. So I think the goal, the, the key for us and our success has always been just trying to be really, really creative and out of the box and thinking three steps ahead of where we are now. And and just aiming to get there and whatever, you know, just however we get there. We, I don't know. We kind of wing it every day. It, it, it is. It, it's funny because to watch you all and, and, and it's, it's, now that you tell me the story, I think it's even funny that you're going to have to make more noise. You guys do with two people in an acoustic setting produce a lot of music between the two of y'all and and to see them live it is it is entertaining to watch and and jackie's right she's standing up singing you know shaking you know the rattle and the tambourine and hitting all these drums and has you know her rattle with her sticks and i mean it's it's kind of the only way i can describe it is it's kind of like mary poppins and bert playing all those instruments in mary poppins i love that yeah it's just it's amazing to watch everything (laughs) going on at the same time as well as it's good music, which is it's just fascinating to watch it live. So that that's great um, on that. So so tell me about the transition because I think that's what prompted me to reach out to you guys to say, hey, I, I'm I'm reading transition, and actually my wife's telling me, hey, look at these transitions that, that the Gibbonses are doing. Um, so how did that all come about? Kind of over, you know, you've been all over the country the last you know three or four years um, performing. Um, and obviously just the, the wear and tear of that is, is enough, but, but talk about what's happened and, and kind of your perspective change from, you know, uh, you, you know, on a cruise ship thing, we're going to be a rock and roll band to, okay, I, I need to find a little bit more meaning in things or what, what, what's happened. So just talk through that transition on, on, and to where you are now. Um, yeah, well that, that's just it in a nutshell. It was, it was, uh, over time, you know, we've always kind of, done things our own way and tried to do some different things with, with our house concert touring, which is a, a much more kind of outside of the box, very intimate way uh, to connect with people. And, and that was kind of the first step. Um, and through that, we found that, that looking at the people that support us as, as a community of supporters rather than fans and, and, you know, that rock star kind of mentality, I think is where it started. Um, and, through the years of doing that, it's it's been, you know, growing this this desire to kind of connect with people and, and to, like you said, add more value than just entertainment um, into the lives of the people that we meet through this this business. Um, and so especially over the last year, as as we've you know, we've been gaining more and more success in the traditional sense of music. And we've been you know touring a lot more around Texas, having the opportunity to open for bigger bands and play these bigger stages. But we found that that was kind of getting us away from the things that we found that we really liked through our more intimate shows. Um, and, and it was, you know, kind of really that frustration and disconnect that we were feeling from from uh, our, our audience and from actually bringing good things into people's lives that 
they, you know, caused us to pause and slow down and really uh, take take another moment to just hit the brakes and evaluate. Like, wait, where are we going? Why are why are we going in this direction? And it uh, didn't feel right. So it was time to kind of course correct. So so what what was the disconnect? Obviously, you know, change is always about you know something inside of us that doesn't seem to fit, and then we kind of we pivot and go in a different direction. What I mean, talk talk about that because I mean. And my mom's a musician, and I, I sadly disappointed her because I never became the musician that she wanted me to be. But I do sing, and I do play guitar. I'm, I'm more of a banger on the guitar. But, you know, she is a performer, and she loves to perform. And that's part of it. In the, that's just in your DNA as a musician. You want to please, you know, your audience and, and connect with them. But you guys are talking about something a little bit deeper than performing and making somebody feel good about whatever medium that you're using. So talk about what changed and, 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 and then we're going to get into what that means. But, but what, what, what do you think that changed inside of you all that would change that perspective? So what, what's interesting is that I always said my whole life, I either want to be a rock star or I want to be a life coach. And, uh, you know, I think this whole other side of my life that's been in the fitness industry was filling that desire to help people and help people grow and move through struggle. And um, we were at a point earlier this year where we were really frustrated with the life we were working towards. It didn't fulfill us personally. Um, and I didn't feel like we didn't feel like we were like heading in a direction that was going to that anything was going to change in that in that narrative if we didn't make a massive shift. And so what we realized was that we we really want to create a live concert experience that blends music with personal development. So everything you would get emotionally from an amazing musical experience in a concert, but also everything you get to fill you up and give you workable tools and value and meaning when you leave the space to go off into the world and do something better like you get at a personal development conference and how we blend that together is like a major work in progress very much right this second. I mean, like <laughs> yesterday we were sitting at our computers rewriting our, our show this season for the ninth time. We call it house concert 9.0. <laughs> like we're still trying to figure out how you bridge that gap. It's, it's, it's not a very popular concept, so it's not been done yet very often successfully, which is great from a business standpoint. But it feels like we have to lead the way in how we're doing this. There's not a lot of people we can look up to to be like, oh, let's do it like that. I love that transition, you know. Mm -hmm. So so that's really where we're going uh, to answer your question. And that that's how we got there. <laughs> Interesting. That That is so fascinating because, you know, music, you know, when when you speak. Humor is kind of, it drops people's guard, it, it engages them, and then you can have impact with humor. Music is the same way. It's an emotional experience, and to couple in development, motivation, real-life stories within the music, you know, if that's their expectation going in, as opposed to if you go to a concert and all of a sudden you break out and become Tony Robbins. I, I didn't come here to see Tony because I came here to see him. But with that expectation, that's a powerful tool to really engage people at an emotional level, which then engages them spiritually as well as mentally. Um, it, it brings all of that into a, to be able to create a powerful message, which, you know, in your concerts, you were already doing a lot of that at some level because you were writing music about your lives and your story and your connection and your relationships that happens anyway. And you're telling the story 
before as well as through the music. It, it's already happening. So how do you plan to do this? And, and what, what ultimately are you trying to achieve in doing this? Sure. Um, I, I think also going back to the, to the motivation of what really pushed us over was that we realized that we, we weren't have, we weren't being fulfilled by the, by the relationships we were developing and the experiences we were having. Um, and we were really craving, um, a community of people that, that were focused on living intentionally and having, you know, meaning and structure and, and striving to better themselves every day. And that was something that we personally were looking for. Um, and, and, and then that kind of developed into this, this mission of what we wanted to do it when, when we're inspired by somebody, we want to inspire other people. And, um, I think that, you know, it's the old saying of everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to help mom with the dishes. Well, I think the dishes are each one of us, right? Like if you can inspire someone to, to live intentionally and to, to reach their maximum potential and, and, and do that, then of course, that's one more person that's living that way and they're going to affect their community and, and it'll, it'll spread. And, and you see people like Tony Robbins doing this work. And I think that it, it has such a, a great impact on the world. Um, and so I guess that's, that's kind of the dream and where we, we want to go is, is to, you know, leave the world a better place and, and do that, um, by inspiring people to take intentional action mm-hmm. in their lives. You know, it's, it's, it, we're going to, we're going to dig into what you guys are going through in this process because you can't create this vision without going through the process yourself. And I, I want to talk about that and what you guys are learning in your personal lives through this. But it is, it is interesting that, um, you know, what, what we contribute in society matters. And it can be as small as, as, you know, the little acts of kindness that you do on the street or to the people there, to the bigger things that are, that are out there. And I think that message is so powerful with Brandon, what you just said. Um, you know, we are here to contribute and we're here to make a difference in this world. However, we do that. And, and having that opportunity to do that is, is a message that needs to get out. And I, and I applaud you guys for doing it. But talk, talk about the personal journey and, on, okay, you came up with the vision. You have the idea. It's a great idea. It's needed. There, there's definitely, I think, a market, particularly in uh, corporate America, to do events where you can go in and, and, and present yourself as, hey, we're going to come in and entertain and we're going to inspire. And that, that's it. That, I think there's, it's interesting. Um, but talk about what you're going through personally, because obviously for you to do that means yeah, yeah, you kind of need to be doing it yourself. So talk about that journey and what's happening and what you've learned. I was so glad that we had this podcast scheduled, Dave, because we are so in the middle right now of that, like, oh, we suck. What are we doing phase? <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that just by him asking the right questions, I imagine that we will equally gain some clarity by the end of this conversation as much as we hope, you know, the listeners are. Um, okay. So where we're at right now is that we're in that phase where we know we suck, but we have to just keep paddling, you know, in this boat and hope that like, we just keep getting better by just experimenting and showing up and doing our best and then assessing and then fixing, you know, and so we're, we're just in that phase. It's a, it's super uncomfortable. Um, but nobody gets to outrun it when you're pivoting, when you're transitioning, when you're growing, it's, it's inevitable. And so I think our biggest, our goal right now is to enjoy the, the, enjoy the process of it. And like, kind of like a Brandon Bouchard is one of our favorite motivational people on the planet. And he always says, embrace the suck. And so 
We've just been waking up every day trying to be really intentional with like how we're structuring the day. So it feels as though we are making moves and we are working towards executing a better product and who we were yesterday. Um, but also trying to be totally okay with the fact that this is new. You know, we've been, we've been practicing being musicians and songwriters and being on stage as performers for a million years, like our whole lives. So we're really good at that. We get that, but we're having to go back and remember what it was like to be a child, but like, who cares? Someday you won't be. Uh, and that's where we're at. We're, that's just, that's just, that's the phase. So, so let me get to, get into specifics because I know there are personalities where structure, discipline, step-by-step, you know, processes come naturally. That is not the case most of the time for musicians. While they have very good structure in content and writing it doesn't bleed over to personal life so talk about that that kind of how that resonates within you and how that that that's kind of what you're going through how you're you're dealing with it because you know and again I, I, you don't suck because i i've read and i've seen where you guys have, have progressed so it is a process and you wake up every day and you are moving sometimes it's a slow movement and sometimes it's a backwards movement but you're moving but that's part of the that's part of the process so talk through what 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 you're learning and 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 how you're fighting maybe your natural tendencies to not want to do that mm. So we, so we've always been different kinds of musicians. We've always been pretty organized and, and really interested in becoming more organized always, even when we weren't, you know, many years ago. Uh, we've never been messy and, you know, we're very professional. So we've never really fit that like typical messy musician mold, mm-hmm. which is fine with us. But we definitely recognized that we needed to step up our game in terms of our mindset, our time management, you know, treating our lives and what we do as a as a, a business, not just like some, you know, creative act. Um, so tools, if we want to get specific here, we've got we've got an amazing tool that we started using. I'm on my fifth month now. Um Brandon's a few months in, and I, we already mentioned Brendan Bruchard. He wrote High Performance Habits, and I read that book, and it was like, got it. Okay, these are like these are the things to do to be a high performer. Go. And then he uh, came out with a high performance planner to go along with the book, and it's just it's setting intention, but like the most extreme kinds of setting intention. It's not like what am I grateful for and what would I like to accomplish today. I mean, it goes deep and it goes deep every morning and it goes deep every night and then it goes deep once a week and then it goes super duper deep every month. And so there's just, and it's a lot of scaling your day in different areas of your life, one to five, one to 10. I mean, it just, it's just as nerdy as, as a personal development journal can get. And as a result, it has brought us so much joy and understanding and value of every single day. So every day we wake up, we know what we're supposed to do. We know what we are asking ourselves to do and each other to do. And we know what the expectation should be when we lay our heads down at night. And then we know when we wake up what the plan is the next day. So I think just to answer your question, just being intentional is as deep as you want to go with that. Cause I know there are me- there's a scale of, you know, living intentionally. Um, we're going like all, all in with it. And that's been one of the biggest game changers for us specifically to gain clarity on what it is we're even working towards, which sometimes is so much harder than you think it is when you're an entrepreneur digging your own way. There's, yeah, there's always a lot of, a lot of hats to wear. And 
And we've always been, we've struggled with this for a long time where we're very project oriented, you know? Um, I mean, even with songwriting, like I haven't written a song in a year since we released the last record because I, I haven't had to, but you know, um, it's, it's like, okay, we're writing an album. That's what we're doing. Okay. Now we're, we're booking the next quarter. Uh, that's what we're doing. Um, and of course, when you're trying to, uh, you're doing it for a living. So you have to make sure there's, there's work coming in and, and then you're trying to expand and, and develop this, this whole new side of the business. So you really have to be able to manage your time in a different way. Um, so that you're kind of getting a little bit of everything done and, and kind of moving forward each day. So that's, that's really what we've been focusing on, I think, these last couple of months. Um, and, and this, this journal has certainly been the key tool in helping us get that done. So one of the things that I hear, I mean, it, it, I, I love what you're saying. It brings clarity. That, that's interesting. Um, a lot of people would say, well, it's about getting things done which I'm not so sure it really is about getting things done. It really gives you uh, a, way, a way for you to evaluate what you're doing and your priorities and what you're spending time on. Uh, to me, I, I would, it just does. If I, and, and always people's resistance to doing something is like, well, I don't want to be that structured. Well, I, I, need, I need to be able to relax. And I say, exactly, you do. That's part of it. You have to be able to build that self-care and time in for you to be able to do that. You know, for me, it allows that ability to say, you know, I'm not going to waste the time that I have right now when I could be doing something that I really need to be doing for me, which could be maybe it is taking a nap. Maybe it is reading a book. Maybe it is watching TV and, 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 and doing a binge on you know, Netflix or whatever it is. But at least I know that's what I need because I've plan and thought through that's what I need right now so that that doesn't turn into two weeks of binging. It turns in, I, I did my self-care and now I know what I need to do for my next phase. So talk about what, what you're learning because that's a big switch and, and uh, that resistance that people have to it is I don't want to structure my life that much. What has it given you in that clarity? Oh yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think one of the biggest traps for entrepreneurs is busy work, right? You think, what is the saying? Uh, entrepreneurs are people that like. Oh, work. the only ones who work 60 hours to get out of working 40. Right. It's there just, you go. Exactly yeah. right. 40, yeah. You know, and and so and that was that was kind of one of the things that really woke me up to this this need for for the structure is I was finding that, you know, a, a day would go by and I'm like, well, I was busy all day doing what? What was I doing? You know, and I yep. think. You, you know, you spend so much time on this busy. I'm on the internet, so I must be working. I'm, you know, working on our Facebook content and this and that. But, but, but why? What is what is the goal of this thing? You know, um, so looking a little bit further down the road, you know, a week at a time, and then a couple of months at a time, and uh, making sure that yeah, there's little things to get done um, that you have to maintain, but. Are you spending your time efficiently, wisely towards that bigger goal? And then, like you said, that it's amazing how much time I've been able to work into my personal schedule for things that I enjoy for my health and fitness goals and things like that, that I, I never felt like I had time before for. It's true. Yeah, I, I think that it, it, it allows you to, to keep focused on what you want to get focused because you are, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, we are overstimulated in our culture today. It, it has gotten out of control with, you know, from the social media to the text messages, to the emails, to the TV, to the podcast, to every, everything that's available to us is stimulating us, but it also is a distraction. 
and not everything is needed in our lives. And, and a lot of times we just are going and we think we're getting somewhere when we're just spinning a wheel back and forth and around and turning and not sure where we're going on that. So I, I think what you said in clarity, that it helps give you clarity is absolutely, that's a great life lesson. So how's that, how's it sitting with you? Because, you know, one of the things that I found when the more structured you are, the more you see your shortcomings. And then that can be like, well, I'm a, like you just said, uh, we're sucking. Well, that's part of knowing that maybe you're not doing everything you need to, which is okay because that's part of the journey. So talk to me. Tell me what you're learning because I think that's a fascinating part of this. So many things. Um, I It just depends, like, which week, which day would you like me to tackle? Uh, most recently, like yesterday, um, I learned that I have so much work to do as a communicator uh, and being a – like, I want to be a world-class communicator, but just because – you always know what, like you always are ready to say something. And just because you can talk for a long time and you think you're a good listener and you think you know the answers, that doesn't make you a good communicator. It just makes you a yapper. And uh, I'm really working on that. That just became very, very clear to me uh, this week. So, you know, it just you just sort of unpack the day. When, when you start the day with being like, these are my expectations. This is what I want out of the day for myself and the world. And then you have to assess it every single night. You look back, did I do that? Did I show up in that way? Yes, no, sometimes, you know. But you start to definitely peel away at the flaws, and you can start to work on them. But things things surface that you, you wouldn't have found any other way. I guess for me, at least. I mean, I'm unpacking a lot. Of, I'm learning a lot about myself on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. But, you know, as I unpack the week, in the weekly recap in this journal, I'm, you know, it's asking me very specific questions. What are two things you learned about yourself? What are three things you learned about other people? You know, it's, it's just prompts that make you really dive deep and then figuring out what to do with that information. And then it sets you up for what that next week is set up. Here's what I'm focusing on this week. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. How do you, how do you deal with the emotional, the, the, when you are not meeting your expectation? Because, you know, we are, we are a society of people that are, um, struggling with, with emotions, failures, failings in our lives. When you start looking at this, it, it can bring up your flaws really quickly. How do you deal with that and, and, and emotionally not get to your, what you're beating yourself up, but you're using that to say, Hey, I'm going to get better. I'm going to move on. So how, how do you, how are you processing that? I mean, to be honest, I feel, I feel like we are very lucky to be a team. You know what I mean? We complement each other very well. And I know it's, you know, it's strange for, I guess, for sometimes for husband and wife to, to work together, but, but we started that journey before we we're became, a couple. you know, we're a couple. So it's all we've ever known, but it just, just so happens that, you know, it tends to, we balance each other out. We don't typically have a, a bad days on the same day, you know? Um, so and in fact, I think I woke up today and was feeling like, oh, man, it's only Tuesday, but I'm exhausted and I, I'm not, I don't have the focus. I don't really know you know, what I'm working on today. And Jackie's kind of in a little peppy mood and she's like, get it together, boy, move, move, move forward. Just keep going. <laughs> you know? I don't care. Um, so I think in that regard, like we have each other, which is which is really great because um, it is it is difficult. You definitely uncover your shortcomings. And I'm the kind of person I am re- really hard on myself. Um you know, in the grading system of the journal, Jackie's like, ooh, I'm like, I never give myself a five out of five. Like, then I don't have anything to work for, you know? 
<laughs> so, so, you know, you have to be honest with yourself, but you do have to give yourself some grace and be kind to yourself because if you're, you know, and constantly trying to, to get better and to learn, you got to be challenged. It's like, it's like working out, right? If you're not, if you're not sore at the end of the workout, you're not doing it right, right? Yep. You're not working hard enough. So. Yep. Listen to me. I was going to say, I don't want to sure. Do we want to really dig into the fitness side of you, Brandon, and what you're learning, buddy? Let's do it. I love it. Really? <laughs> yeah, go. Take a, take a moment for yourself. I know. It's, it's so funny because, you know, obviously you, you guys come from a fitness background, but for me it was always just fitness pizza in my mouth, you know? Um, <laughs> That's original. I know. Um, it, I like it's it. been an interesting – I have no idea how it happened. It just happened one day. I, I just – decided to to try it and then it was cool right do you, do you think that so it was that part of do you think the 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 life development of balancing out all the areas of your life your you know emotionally spiritual physically i mean do you think that that kind of was part of what was happening to you guys in this journey absolutely i and and for me it was you know i've never it's never been a motivation for me i don't to to go to the gym and work out you know so it started a few months ago just, you know, the wife kind of on my case about you're, you're approaching 40. You better start getting physical. And so I started rock climbing. I joined a rock climbing gym and, you know, it was an activity that, that I, and, it, and I really kind of fell in love with it. And so that's what started it. And then it became this, this kind of, well, I want to, you know, get better at this activity. So what can I do when I'm not at the rock climbing gym? It's like, okay, well, here's some, some kind of workout stuff you can do. And, and then what happened was I started to feel this this energy that I had never felt before, and and that was it was amazing. I mean, you guys you're laughing at me because it's like you know this, but for me oh, it was so a new crazy. it was a yeah. new thing. And so and it really became the the as I started to, to look at like okay, here's all the things I want to do. I want to structure a day, and I want to be able to accomplish all these tasks. Well, how am I going to have the energy to get through that day? You know. Um, and so that, that's really my motivation is, is how I feel like afterwards and the clarity that I have in my mind and the physical uh, energy that I, that I have to, to continue on through the day and to get more stuff done. And, um, and then, you know, I look good too. So Yo, you're looking, you're, you're looking really buff there, big boy. <laughs> Thanks. I know. You know, what's funny is, is when you're in a gym a lot, you, you think that everybody's like that. Yeah. And, the majority of people, and well more, you know, than majority. We're talking most people aren't that, and they don't, they aren't doing healthy things. And it's not having to go to the gym; it's finding what works. You know, just what you're talking about. Find what motivates you and excites you, and move your body. It doesn't have to be in a gym. You mm -hmm. got to find what works, and um, and that will help. And I think there are more people that aren't doing that than there are. I mean, we've just got such a health crisis in our country that we got to get that word out. Just find what works for you. Walk, you know, rock climb, hike, you know, ride a bike, go to the gym, find something that works for you on that. So talk to me about what uh, you're, you're transitioning, you're pivoting, you're still performing, you're, you're going in a new direction in, in how you're going to use music. What's the message going to be if you're, maybe you're even going through this process right now as you're thinking about this. What's it going to be? How is it going to change or is it going to change? Is it just maybe just a, you know, a tweak here and there? Talk about what you're thinking as you're doing this because I, I, if we have time, I want to talk about songwriting because I'm, I don't know how 
people write songs and, and I mean, I can write one, but to be proficient in writing a song and then putting it to music, you guys, have, you, you, a lot of times somebody's writing the words or somebody's just writing the music that goes you know, to somebody else's words. You guys are kind of melded this together. Uh, I, I want to get into that, but what do you see happening in, in the music side in the performance side in, in that whole transition? What, what, what's the message? Is there a message change or, is your writing songs going to be different? Is it going to be deeper, more emotional? Or have you guys even gotten to that point of thinking that through? <laughs> We're both looking back and forth. They're like, like who's who going to answer? Talk? Do you have a better answer? <laughs> Do I have a better answer? Do you have a better answer? Um, you know, I think right now, yeah, absolutely. The, the message of the show is what we're kind of working on. Um, but I, if I had to throw an umbrella over it, I, I think that what we're honing in on is, is the idea of making sure in encouraging people to take a moment every once in a while and hit that pause button and check in with yourself because it's so easy to just get caught up in the chaotic routines of our lives. You know, it's, we all have so much going on and, and um, you kind of just, it's easier to just move forward and to keep doing what you're doing than it is to pivot. So uh, I, I think that it's important for people to, to take time and evaluate themselves and make sure that what they're doing is bringing them true happiness and fulfillment and bringing them closer to the vision that they have for their lives. Um, and so that's, I think, what we overall want to encourage people to do. I think as time goes on, um, the specifics of how we do that in a show will, would change and, and be kind of crafted to different audiences as, as we develop it. But Right now, that's kind of the message and the motivation. Are, are your songs starting to reflect that? Is that are I mean, when are are you going to say, okay, we need to go start creating songs around that theme, or what? Are you, what are you thinking? What What's been interesting now with this with the songs is we haven't we haven't been writing writing new songs, um, but what we've been doing is what we found is that songs change, right? The the songs we wrote two years ago don't necessarily mean the same thing for us as they did when we wrote them. Um, and I think that when people hear your songs, it's, it's got a different meaning, you know, for each person that hears it. And so what we've been finding is that the way that we frame a song in the show uh, has, has a really big impact, I think, on how it's received by the audience, you know, because we'll tell a story or, you know, share, share a message and then it goes into a song um, that, that we found. So that, that's been interesting. Eventually I, I do think that this, this new focus in our life is going to certainly impact our writing in the future. Um, we're not quite ready to start our next album just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about, you know, when, when you're writing, how do you do that? Because I think there's more to that discipline and in what you're doing now that people can relate to in, in, in how do you do it? And then how are you successful at doing that? The songwriting for both of us has been like a, a really, uh, I don't want to use the word tumultuous in a bad way, but I can't think of a better word at the moment because that's how it is for me. Uh, tumultuous relationship. Uh, I've had seasons where I love to just like, I love the putting together the puzzle of, of what songwriting feels like. You have one idea and then you have this other idea and you have to kind of make everything bleed together. It's really complicated and it's really cool. But then I've had massive seasons where I just don't enjoy the process and not, not because it's hard, because I genuinely feel like I don't enjoy it. And I think that I've earned the right 
for me to recognize the difference between it's a struggle and it's something I need to own and I need to get to the other side of. And I'm all about that. But then there's things that I just genuinely don't enjoy and I'm not interested in becoming better at them. So a few years ago, when we were trying to write our most recent album, All We've Got, I was in that space with songwriting. I didn't want to do it. It made just made me it made me crawl up in a little ball and cry. And it's not something I wanted to you know, deal with. And so for many years before that, our dynamic was really I wrote the song ideas. Brandon would come into the mix and like really make them work and like put them all together. I'm kind of like, again, with the communication, I like talk and talk and talk and I sing and sing and sing until he's able to like flush and like, you know, like knead through like all the stuff I say and actually put it together a nice bow. Um, And so that was our dynamic for many years with songwriting. And then when I just couldn't do it for this next album, we, sorry, excuse me. And he would handle more of the bet, the booking, the administrative, you know, stuff that had to be done day to day to keep the business running. Um, and we just decided that if I didn't want to songwrite, then he was going to, he would take it on. He was more interested in trying that. And I would take on booking. It's a dynamic that's worked out beautifully for us. And still to this day is kind of the way we operate. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's as far as I think my relationship with songwriting goes. And I think you should take over from here about the actual process because he's more of the songwriter at this point in the relationship. Right. But, but she brings up a very interesting point of, of, uh, recognizing the difference between, um, something that you're, you, you need to work through versus something that you just need to not, not keep working against. In other words, you know, there's, and, and it's, that's why we have a great kind of team relationship here that we're able to, to do these different roles. Um, but for, for me with, with songwriting and especially in that experience of writing that album, it, it just became okay. Well, this is your job. So this is what you have to do. So every day you have to just sit there with a guitar and do something, you know? Um, and there were again, days where it's like, all right, great. Wrote a song. Perfect. You know, 20 minutes done. Um, and then there was days there's like, I had, I didn't do anything. I just sat here and I played some chords and nothing, nothing good came out of it. Um, but of course, like anything as you develop that muscle and you just get used to kind of that routine, um, you, you get better at it. And, um, my method was to always try to have like a couple of different ideas kicking around that I was working. I, t- I tended to do things in threes. I'd have three things going on. And, and that way, if, if I, you know, wasn't inspired by one thing, then, then I'd move on to that next idea. And then once I finished one of those songs, then I'd bring in a new idea to the mix. Um, and so that was the method that I found really, really works for me to keep me moving. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think, you know, as you're, you, as you're learning the structure, it's, that's kind of the process you're going through when you think about it is, is you're, you got to keep moving you got to keep looking. You may not get where you want to, but you know, okay, I, I didn't get that done, or I got a song done in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, it's it's part of that process, and and it is a struggle. Sometimes you don't want to do it, and some yeah. days don't go well, and some days go great. That's just part of life, and and doing that. You know, when you're writing the songs, I mean, one of the things with your music, obviously, real life is a part of your music you're going to, you're evolving, you're, you're, you're going in, in a new, and I don't know if it's really that different because you, what you guys were sharing, you were sharing your lives with your audience. You, you, that was, that came, that was clear. What if anybody was, you know, at least around your live shows, you share real life. Yes. 
you created that, but that was those songs were created out of your real life experiences. Are you really going to change that much, or, or is it just a different message that you're going to be sharing with people? No, I think it's more. I think um, it's so funny, by the way, what you just said, because as he was describing his process, I was like, wait. We're in that process again right now. It's all the same process. It is. Up. It some is. days are great. Some days you don't do anything of value. You do, but it doesn't feel like right. you do. And then you show up the next day. You know, so it's just really funny. I, yeah, I was having the same kind of like, oh, yeah, moment while you were talking. And then Dave said the same thing. Um, but, no, I don't actually think it's going to change that much, which is funny. I think that it should help us relax a little bit in this in this whole concept. I also just realized that as we were talking. I'm having all these epiphanies. Just a therapy session. I knew this would happen. (laughs) I knew this would happen. No, so you're right. I'll send you the bill later. Don't worry about it. Thank you. I think what we're shifting mostly is our community. So we want to, you know, rather than like going after venues and, uh, you know, like just the traditional music way of life, um, I think we want to go after the personal development way of life and see where that leads us. So I think it's more of a shift in where we're specifically going to be performing and the kinds of people that are coming to the shows and what their expectation is when they sit down. I think that's really the biggest shift. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny, and, and you guys have, have performed before large crowds in, in your audience. Yes, you're going to be going into different a uh, different venue with different expectations where people are going to get a, a, maybe a little different experience than what they were getting at a at a you know a music venue type situation but what's interesting what you're valuing and what 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 you value and what you what you're enjoying is it's not going to be the 10,000 seat place it's probably going to be the 20 where you actually get to talk with somebody afterwards and see what you're being able to add to their lives and changing their lives. I think having that opportunity to talk to a lot of people or having that one person that you change their life, which one's more important? Well, you know, I think the value is that one person that you know that you had an impact on. So it's an interesting perspective change that, that you guys are doing. And I'm, I'm excited for the journey to see where you guys go with this because um, I just, you know, we need positive messages. There's enough negative going on and there's enough, bad and hardships and everybody's struggling and we need to know we all struggle but we're all together in this and we we can make a difference and 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 get through life together on that so i'm excited that's that's awesome what what's the one thing that you think if you could say you know because this is one good idea what's the one thing that you've learned this last year that you're saying man if i could just share this one thing what would it be yeah. Oh, I am like, we're both like, oh, we are ready. And if you have two, if you have two, it's fine. No, I think we've got one collective one. Uh, it's being very, very real with yourself about why you're making the decisions you're making. Because so often we make decisions based on our ego, not what is actually going to fulfill us. And so that we end up getting in that if then trap, you know, if I can have this thing or do this thing, then I'll be happy. And we just chase our tail with that, with not recognizing why. And we realize that, and that's become a huge part of our messaging as well. And, you know, and what we do when we step on stage is helping people recognize these traps that we get into with why our decisions can be off course and what to do when, when we are off course. But the ego thing is, I mean, it's huge. It is, it affects us in the dumbest, silliest, smallest and most massive ways. 
um, all day, every day. And once you start to recognize it and you kind of see behind the curtain, you can't really unsee it. And you're like, I did it again. You know, it's like <laughs> I wanted to buy these curtains last week. And I was like, do I really want them or do I want them because I'm having a dinner party? So I need something tomorrow, you know, and it's like it's just it's, it varies on how extreme the decisions can be. But be really, really introspective about why you're saying yes and no to certain things, I think, is the biggest a game changer for us and mm-hmm. how we've reshaped our lives to be so meaningful on a daily basis. Wow. That, that is absolutely, that's, that's a good idea because I think that honesty, that ability to, to, it, it encompasses a lot self-evaluation um, because, you know, we lie to ourselves a lot and we, we don't ask those hard questions of, you know, wh- why am I doing this? Maybe I don't need to do this. Or am I doing this for somebody else when I don't really want to do it? I mean, those are, that's just being honest with yourself and asking those. That's, that's good. I, I love that. That's exciting. Well, you know, guys, you know, we've been, we've been at this almost an hour. I, I, again, I'm, I'm excited for your journey. I, I, I think that message, that one good idea, there's a whole bunch of, you know, Structure brings about clarity. It doesn't necessarily get more things done. It just gives you a better idea of what you need to spend time. I mean, there's a lot of things you guys have shared that I was excited to hear um, the transformation. But I, I think I'm I'm more excited. I want to see where this takes you all because, or I, because unfortunately or fortunately, I've been around a lot of these conferences and places where where you go in there and, you, and you're at meetings and then they got to bring entertainment in to have entertainment that not only entertains and is good, but has a message. I think it, it, there's definitely a market out there for people and, and it would be something that I think is going to be very fruitful. And I'm, I'm excited for your all's journey and more than just how that goes career wise. I'm excited for you all just reading what you guys are going through and this personal transformation. You know, I've been branding exercising is almost like I'm not sure that that's even possible um, on that. So um, who knows how, you know, anybody could change at any point. So that's amazing. It's amazing. So tell us where people can find you, one place they can get a hold if they want to find more about you all and what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, our website, which is thegibbonses.com, uh, T-H-E-G-I-B-B-O-N-S-E-S, Dot com and that's kind of the central place for everything that we have our blog posted there where you can you can kind of read about this journey as we're going through it and as well as our music and, and videos and uh, as well as our, our tour calendar and you know you never know we might be coming through a city near you soon yeah that's great I'm just glad you guys took some time with us today uh, and share your one good idea for us um, it's it is a journey and I think uh, the message you're trying to get out is why we're doing this, is we want to make a difference in people's lives and, and provide content and things for them that is meaningful. And you guys were absolutely fabulous today in what you're sharing and what you're going through. Um, and you're just going to be awesome at whatever you're doing. And if you guys ever get a chance to see them in concert, I'm telling you, it's like Bert on on Mary Poppins because it's <laughs> it's a musical band with two people. It's amazing. Amazing. So. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I know your time is extremely valuable, and we, we do. We value what you do, and uh, we appreciate you spending some time. I hope you got something valuable. If you want to hear uh, somebody that you think would, would share one good idea with, with the world, we'd love to hear from you and uh, interact with us on social media. One good idea on all of the outlets you'll find us out there. Again, thanks for sharing some time, and, guys, I appreciate your time today.